0: Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodokar schaller Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And thanks for listening. Uh, today, we are going to talk about Fright Night. Ooh. But uh, before we do, we got just a little bit of feedback this week. Uh, our old friend, Roland in the Caves left a comment on our Zool episode Uh, he said wow what a crazily hyped game Zool was I must admit that I was really looking forward to this game before it was released since it had massive coverage in the magazines over here in the UK but I didn't really ever enjoy it playing it unfortunately I didn't really know the reasons for this back when I was a 13 year old kid but I think you guys hit the nail on the head when you alluded to the level design being a little below par that makes perfect sense since a lot of the game seems like it should be great fun, but the levels aren't particular, particularly enjoyable, uh, unfortunately, especially level one. Also, Zool isn't really that much fun to control, and he's quite awkward. <laughs> uh, the bullet mm. things he shoots are not very satisfying, and overall, I struggled to see why this game received such high ratings when it was released.
1: Yeah, I, I think everything he said, he nailed it. You know, Also, he's not an ant. There's that. <laughs> I think that brought it down a little bit in my eyes, but yeah. The bullets aren't satisfying, and they do little help yeah. a lot of
0: times.
1: <laughs> I always said work on spikes, you'd be laughing. So uh, that's
0: that's our only feedback this week. This week we got a lot to talk about with Fright Night, so uh, we're not going to uh,
1: do a hardware segment. So, But uh, Aaron, what can you tell us about Fright Night? <clears throat> well, I figured before we got into the game, Fright Night... Uh, it would behoove us to delve into the actual film a bit uh, This isn't a film review show But th- today it's sort of a little bit of a film review show Because we're going to talk about Fright Night a little bit uh, Fright Night was a an American film released in 1988 uh, It was written and directed by a fellow named Tom Holland uh, It cost, I believe I read that it cost a little around $3 million to make It was a pretty cheap film to make uh, but it 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 to- brought in a total of 24 million approximately. So it was a real big sleeper hit. It came out of nowhere, and uh, did real well for the studio that year. The uh, uh, the movie was very fortunate in that they received the uh, special effects team that had just came off Ghostbusters. Oh, and so those guys came into this project. They saw the budget. They did the best they could, and. and the movie is well known for having excellent special effects, and they hold up pretty well. Uh, there's a lot of cool uh, vampire makeup. There's a lot of there's an awesome scene where this chick's jaw dislocates. She's got these huge, enormous fangs and a million teeth. It's a very memorable scene. Uh, the uh, the game is based on the film to a certain degree. Uh, it shares the same characters uh, in the in the movie. Uh, The vampire is a fellow named Jerry Dandridge. He was played by uh, Chris Sarandon. Uh, Chris Sarandon was also, I'd say, his probably his most famous role was the uh, king in uh, Princess Bride. If you if you recall that particular. Any relation to Susan? I don't know. I don't. I don't. That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, In the. he was the head He was the main vampire the, He was really the only vampire In that uh, At least toward, until Towards the end The uh, main character in it Was a fella named Charlie Brewster He was he was played by a guy Named William Ragsdale uh, He was in the sequel as well He was also in a show That was pretty popular uh, When Fox Network First started Called Herman's Head I don't know if you've ever Heard of this show You know
0: I do seem to recall That, about I, that show.
1: I, I believe that it you, the, it gave people in his brain as a character, and mm-hmm. they sort of like it. What it reminded me of, if you have ever seen every, everything you want know about sex but were afraid to ask, the sex scene at the end where it's got all the guys working the body parts, mm-hmm. and it, it's sort of like that. Or more family friendly, uh,
0: the new Pixar movie uh, Inside Out,
1: which I haven't seen.
0: Yeah, but so, it's the same concept.
1: Uh, the uh, the fearless vampire killer in the movie, also in the game, Peter Vincent, played by the great Roddy McDowell. Uh, one of my favorite actors. Awesome, awesome, awesome. He's been in tons of stuff. All the Planet of the Apes, Planet of the Apes series. He was in Hell House. He was in just, he's been in tons of stuff. I believe he was president of the Screen Actors Guild for a long time, too. Um, the, uh, the girlfriend in the movie, also in the game, her name is Amy Peterson. She was played by Amanda Bierce. Uh, she's most famous for being Marcy and married with children. If you ever watch that old Fox show, yeah. yeah. She, pl- she was Steve's uh, wife, uh, and uh, she made headlines She was one of the first Kind of pretty big stars To come out uh, uh, Of the closet a while back I guess that was sort of a big deal um, The uh, the cult favorite in the movie Was a fella named Ed Thompson Evil Ed He was played by Stephen Jeffries uh, He is a uh, uh, known for having the big the big cult the big tagline in this you're so cool brewster if you've, if you've ever watched the movie, he went on to do a a, a, a film called nine seven six Evil uh, which is sort of a cult horror film He did a lot of like for some reason which I was baffled when I looked this up uh, he did a lot of male porn i don't know what's <laughs> but I mean he was, I, uh, he, he seemed like a, he was a pretty good actor and he seemed like he was in fairly uh, in demand uh, one of the bit players in the movie was this prostitute. Named Judy uh, And she's in the game Which I thought was strange <laughs> I had, I looked at her name And I was like Who is this And I had to go back and look uh, She was played by a chick Named uh, Dorothy Fielding uh, um, I don't know what else She's ever done And her part in the movie I bet she's not in the movie For more than On screen for more than Three or four minutes She's in the game. Uh, excuse me. I lied. That is Judy Brewster as his mom. She's in the movie for about three or four minutes. And again, I don't know what else she's done. The prostitute was a chick named Heidi Sorensen. And she was the prostitute. Again, neither one of these characters were in a movie for more than a cup of coffee. But they both make the game for, for whatever reason. Uh, the premise of the movie was basically the... Uh, Uh, the Brewster character looks out his window and sees a vampire or sees guys moving a coffin into a next door neighbor's house and he eventually sees a vampire take the hooker and basically drain her and kill her and he looks out the window and sees this he freaks out and the only person he could turn to is the guy that hosts the late-night horror show who's the fearless vampire killer played by Roddy McDowell to go get advice on how to get rid of this vampire. And that's basically the purpose of the movie. They're they're trying to prove that this guy's a vampire and they're trying to get rid of him, and no one believes him because, you know, it is what it is. Now, uh, it's a great flick. I'm not going to give away the whole whole thing, but uh, it's vastly different than the game. Uh, The... uh, the movie takes place from the viewpoint of the hero, not the not the vampire. Uh, the game is a whole other ball of wax. Obviously, you're looking at playing Jerry, that the vampire, and uh, if you've played the game, the premise is pretty simple. You go you you're in Jerry's house, a luxurious mansion. Uh, in the film, it was not decor as it is in the game. We'll get into that in a moment. And in the in the in the game, you're going around and you're trying to bite and kill and feed off of all the good guys from the movie. Uh, if you consider the hooker a good guy, sure, why not her too? Uh, you uh, you go all through your mansion, you bite all these people, you get back to your coffin before the sun rises, and then you advance to day two. Effectively, that's the film, uh, that's the the game. Uh, the uh, I thought the graphics and uh, for the mansion, I thought it was very well fleshed out. Uh, didn't you think so? The uh, the way it looked. When I first started uh, playing this game, I got really
0: excited. Yes because i first of all i love games where you are exploring a house you know uh, like maniac mansion right uh luigi's mansion i don't know if you played that on the gamecube but uh it's very cool to go into different rooms and see how they're laid out and i was hoping that there would be secrets in each room or items to collect because you see you know things on tables and but i soon realized that that was (laughs) not the case
1: it's it makes me sad and i'll and i'll tell you why the uh the mansion is so well done it's vast and i mean it's not it's not as vast as like adam's family let's go. what i mean the graphics detail is very nice the character detail is nice i mean they, they look good um the all i'm thinking about them the opening is awesome the uh where it says it's got the fright night logo and it's got jerry going welcome to fright night and the the music kicks in the music is awesome you really think you're in for a treat but when it, when you boil it down, it's they took this beautiful graphics work and just didn't do that much with it. Uh, now, let's let's not skip ahead. Let's talk about probably why uh, this was a budget title. Uh, the outfit that released it uh, was was a crew called Microdeal. So that right there it gives away <laughs> if Deal is in your company name. <laughs> yes. What do you got on Micro Deal. Probably not as much as you do. Tell me about it. <laughs> well, again, they were a budget. They were a budget title uh, manufacturer. The uh, I looked over what they'd done. Um, I had actually played some of this stuff for once. Although my favorite game with a bunch once I've never played, but I've got to. It's called Insanity Fight. That sounds outstanding. <laughs> um, they did a couple movies. They did Karate Kid Part Two, which I love that movie too. But I, I don't ever remember playing the game. Um, they did a game. Called Major Motion Now that I'd played quite a bit It's a uh, And maybe we'll cover this When we do our Clones uh, Show But Major Motion Is, is Spy Hunter
0: oh, Okay But it's
1: outstanding I, I really remember real, I know I haven't played this for quite a while. But it was it was a it was a cool game. I mean mm-hmm. they really it even had the button to call the truck, which you don't see that often. It was and it was it was good. It was good. You used the keyboard to use the different weapons you picked up from the truck. If you've played Spy Hunter, I'm not gonna go into that, but it, it was good it was a very uh good version.
0: Yeah, Pete Lyon who did the graphics, um, you know, he also he worked on Karate Kid Part Two. Uh, he also did The Godfather, which I don't know if you've ever played The Godfather. I saw that America. and I had not, have not. But it, it looked great from the screenshots. I I'd mean,
1: say this guy's a good hand. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, something that got me excited, and I have to say this was sort of a revelation, was uh, they have a game, they made a game called Time Bandit. Now, uh, when I first saw that, I was like, nah, it can't be. And then I looked, and sure enough, this is a uh, uh, port of a Cocoa game. Really? That I played from an outfit called, uh, I think it was called Mitch Tech, uh, was what they were called on the Coco, and it was a um, Tutankham sort of a game, kind of a an homage to Toontown, mm-hmm. but it was really a uh, uh, complicated game, especially for the size of it. I think it was like a 32k game. It was it was extremely uh, low end, and then but apparently I never knew anything had been. Co- ported from can you imagine a port from the coco to the amiga it's amazing yeah there uh, can't
0: be too many titles that hold that that clean i,
1: I was yeah and uh i looked at time band and i because I, I when i looked at the graphics I was like well these, this looks pretty good it looked a lot better than the coco obviously and but and i was like but it looks similar and sure enough and apparently in in the ver- and they made an st version as well and apparently they they uh, uh they shifted more toward a gauntlety type gameplay so i'm gonna I'm definitely gonna put it on my list, but I thought that was kind of uh, that was kind of a neat thing. So these guys at least made a couple, and some of these might be great. I'm not familiar with most of them, but those are the those are the two that stuck out that I that I had pulled, that I well, Amiga Soccer I've also played, but again we know about my knowledge of soccer. So but uh, so they put out some decent stuff, uh, budget title wise. I'm I'm sure it was hits and misses.
0: Now uh, are you aware of the box variations of Fright Night? <sighs> Tell me about them. So, uh, there's two box variations. One has the standard Fright Night name and logo. And then there's a second version that looks the same, except it's subtitled The Arcade Game. Um, wow. And- <laughs> that is, that
1: is maybe stretching
0: it a bit. The latter prominently features Columbia P- uh, Pictures and uh, MicroDeal's logos on the box. And it also had the tagline, get ready for this, if you love being scared, it'll be the game of your life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what what a- Now this is how this <laughs> this game really put the deal into microdeal because uh instead of paying for stickers uh to print the name of the game on on the discs mm-hmm. the um the 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 title of the game was stamped directly onto the disc itself
1: Yeah I've got a few of those where they where they do Now to be fair, that's actually I always like that because those, st- those sometimes those labels would peel off, and boy, getting those out of a drive is a real pain. That's true. So, but I mean, I'm sure it was cheapery mm-hmm. <clears throat> was in play. The uh, you know, I I kept hearing about an Atari ST version of this. Uh, I did some digging, which guess what? There's not a lot on that. <laughs> but as far as I can tell, and and I, I went to Living a Me, a couple other places, and looked at some conversations, the a- Atari ST port was never released and or completed. Mm. Did you hear anything about a port? No. So, for all intents and purposes, this is it. This is the only version that was available. Um, Another odd thing is this game came out in 88. The movie came out in 85. That's a pretty pretty large gap. If you're looking to cash in on a license, three years is too long. Well, the sequel came out in 88. So, presumably that's what they were banking on the sad thing is the which I really like fright night 2 the movie uh, it was not as popular but for a bunch of reasons it was a uh, you know weird stuff happened it's funny how this stuff would tie into the to the to the game because I don't know if this would have affected the sales but presumably they would have released this the same year to capitalize on the new movie since the first one was a hit <clears throat> uh, fright night 2 um was. Was to be released at a certain time But And you may You may remember this But uh, there was a the Some of the One of the heads of the studio That was going to make That had just put out Fright Night 2 Was getting ready to put it in the theaters And was actually in talks To make a third one Was uh, owned by a guy named Melendez And he was Him and his wife were murdered By their sons It was the Melendez killings oh Do you remember that? Oh yeah, totally And so uh, <clears throat> That's what effectively No pun intended kill, Killed the third film which probably would have been made, and it ended up getting this film pushed back and released very limitedly. It was in very few theaters. It made only made uh, three or four million dollars, but it was a very limited release. Wow. And so, a lot of people haven't seen Fright Night 2. So, if you were, if these guys were banking on uh, using that as a springboard to make money off their this game here. That was a that was a fail and then of course the game didn't help I'm sure yeah. <laughs> but but an interesting trivial tidbit that goes back but yeah the Melendez killings involved in this to a certain degree in this game
0: well I can tell you this um the coder uh Steve back is his name uh, he claimed in a 1989 interview that it would be his last game for the company. So wow. if there were to be a Fright, uh, Fright Night 2, he would not have coded it. Um, <laughs> however, even though he said that, uh, this is, it, let me just mention that all of this information, the the best site that I could find for this was not Lemon Amiga or Moby Games or someplace like that. It was actually the Fright Night Wikia page. You know how there's all these little wikis that have... The know, Fright Night Game has a wiki page? Well, no, it's, it's the Fright Night wikia which is like the you know the wikipedia that can be on any subject yeah and on the fright night page there's a subset for the fright night wow game. digging deep buddy. yeah digging and real so, deep um but that's where i found a lot of this information and i'll put a link to that in the show notes but uh it's uh he's the 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 page says uh perhaps it was due to overwork that an ending wasn't created so i guess if you made it all the way through all seven nights it just flips back I can around. tell
1: you, spoiler alert on my score, I didn't make it through all seven nights. <laughs> I did not either. That much said, I went and watched a, a dude on YouTube who made it past the seventh night, and guess what? I was not surprised in the least when it just started over. So, yeah, I can confirm <laughs> that's exactly what happened. And by the seventh night, you've probably had enough of Fright Night anyway. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know what this game reminds me of? Um, uh, Kind of a more modern game, the way that the nights work and the survival thing works. Have you heard of Five Nights at Freddy's? I'm not. Okay, so if you are a middle school teacher like I am, yeah. you will hear about Five Nights at Freddy's all the time. Uh, in Five Nights at Freddy's, you play the um, you play kind of a night custodian at something like uh, here in West Virginia, we have uh, Billy Bob's Pizza Wonderland, yeah, um, and uh, but you basically at night the animatronic animals come alive, and you have to watch these series of surveillance cameras. And you're flipping back and forth, and they'll move around, but as long as you're watching them, they won't move. And they will creep up behind you. And the game is basically works on jump scares, so you know you look up and they're right there, and they they kill you. And it's, but you have to make it through five nights of that. And so um, that really reminded me of this game because you got to make it through all seven nights without dying. Um, I can't believe you haven't heard of Five Nights at Freddy's. I
1: have not. I know your love of the animatronic band. You know, I will say this just because we can brag about it we we happen to live near one of last i checked it was one of t- only two of the Rockefeller explosion animatronic bands still in existence in america and i don't know about the world but i mean i'd wager maybe in the world uh, there's we have a uh, we have a uh, was it a billy bobs down here mm-hmm. and they have the Rockefeller explosion and the uh have recently upgraded them, oh. so and they still put new tunes and stuff in them. Uh, so we're lucky there. I grew up with those guys. I always thought they were kind of neat. So the thought of those guys attacking me is very disturbing. <laughs> but that's exactly what that game is. If you can
0: imagine the rock of fire explosion slowly creeping oh, to your doom.
1: This this game actually reminded me of an, another Amiga game in a in a looser way, uh, because it had those big characters which were and well flushed out. Yep. The beautiful backgrounds. There's a, there's a game I've mentioned on this show before called Sword of Sodan. It's a um, it's a game where you run back and forth and you and you jump and you know how that jump kind of a weird halted jump mm-hmm. that he does the same thing uh, and uh, now soda sort of so sedan the gameplay is way better uh, and it, but this has the graphics this so nice and the the, the the characters are so large and if you've seen the movie um, they did a good job capturing the look of the characters like peter vincent looks like peter vincent he's got his vampire killer outfit on now here's something else that's sort of sad is that as you're going around uh picking these guys off in case we didn't go into the premise of this game you're the you're the vampire you wake up you walk through your mansion and anytime you come across someone there you bite them now, as you come up to them, they'll be throwing stuff at you. I saw crosses and uh, daggers, dag. Yeah, little and little stuff, but it I, it didn't do a ton of. I don't know. There's no way to avoid it. I no. couldn't find a way. I mean, you just you just eat it. Yeah, no pun intended. And then you feed on these people, and then they literally get beamed up. That's what it looks like. They just disappear. They fade away, and then and then you get uh, more rejuvenated, and then you go to the next room. You have to get all these people and get back to your coffin before the sun rises. That's the game. Well. It's a poor service to poor Peter Vincent, the vampire killer, and all of his buddies. They have no defense, basically. Well, I mean, they're little pathetic attempts to stop you. They don't do anything. So mm-hmm. if you want to feel like an overpowered killer, <laughs> you're in business. Yeah, the, the thing that does the most
0: damage to you are the ghostly the apparitions. Go- the ghosts and the hands. Yeah, uh, which well, are technically also ghosts, I think.
1: And I always thought it was odd that the, the one ghost had a knife. What's yeah. the Jeez, talk about overkill you know that's a grizzly bear with a chainsaw the uh it when, once you get past the first level does every level after that you get additional well that really you don't you get the same things over and over but more mm-hmm. and one thing is a hand which this doesn't make any sense either you're a vampire what are ghosts doing? Why are you? Why are, why are they interested? And in who you? are these hands? how are they under <laughs> your third floor? What's going on? What you kind of mansion is this? <clears throat> and oh, there's a lot of boobs in this game. There are anatomically uh, correct. Yeah, these these ghosts are 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 stacked. <laughs> you know, they are stacked women. And they, so, I mean, I guess maybe sometimes you just want to let yourself go. But the uh, you have to avoid them. Uh, and you for ha- it's funny for a vampire, you really have no attacks. You can't bite the ghosts. You can't bite the hands that that try to get you, and so basically you just cunningly dodge them as long as you can. That's it. That's the game, and you do this over and over in every level. Quicker ghosts will come out. I did. Did you see anything aside from ghosts and hands? That's it. Uh, and uh,
0: and the projectiles that
1: are thrown by the the guys. Yeah. And so it. What a waste. You know. Uh, and the beautiful graphics, like I said, the guy that did the graphics, I think he did uh, some pretty nice stuff in his career. Alien Breed Two, that's which, another one that he it's, did. It's a, that's a which is a that's a really attractive game, uh, and the and the music was good. Mm-hmm. And I saw that that guy, he had done a ton of stuff. Oh, this fellow, I'm going to find his name here. David Whittaker. Yeah, that's it. And amongst the things that I picked out that I saw that he had done was, I think it said he did Shadow of the Beast. Hell of a soundtrack there. Uh, he had also done a first-person pinball. I thought that was kind of amusing. Uh, <laughs> that's that jazzy tune. Yeah, oh, it's jazzy, all right. Um, probably he doesn't talk too much about that. <laughs> I, I, I would wager he doesn't go into that too much. But so, I mean, and the music he did for the game is good. Oh, he also did Lemmings Tribe and he another one of my favorites, Xenon Two Mega Blast. Ooh, but b- boom the bass. That's that's a that's an awesome song on that. Uh, the, I, I'm assuming he did the. The main song. There's really only one song in the game, and it's an awesome song. So, you know, you had talent, you know. But I mean, a budget title. I'm guessing they just. And also, since the movie's been out for so long, maybe just said, "Listen, this is going to be a dud. Mm -hmm. Let's just put the bare minimum of a game right down." It's sad. It actually made me sad because I was excited to play this, and I'd never played it in the past. And and in all honesty, the the basically long story short, if you don't make it back to your coffin. Before the sun comes up, there's a little moon that's on the bottom of the screen. And eventually, it goes away, and then that's the sun up. You're dead. If you uh, get hit by anything you're enough, you get killed. That, that's pretty much that's the game. Now, there's not much else to say. Uh, aside from that, uh, but the tunes good. It's funny when my I first loaded the game up, and it goes "Welcome to Fright Night," and that music kicked in. Luke, my son, was in the room. It scared the crap out of him, and he looked up on the screen. And he was like, "What is that?" I was like, "I told him. I said, I don't know, Luke. I don't. I didn't load it. Oh my gosh!" <laughs> he ran out of the room screaming, mm-hmm. man. Um, I looked up a few of the reviews. Did you Did you catch any reviews? It did not review particularly well. Yeah. Um. Courtesy Lemon Amiga. Uh, it looks like uh, the uh, Amiga format, which is the book I read, gave it eighty-eight percent. They must have been, hey, I don't know what to tell you. Um, the uh, Amiga Resource gave it eighteen out of twenty-five. They were pretty, pretty kind to it. Yeah, those are pretty
0: generous scores.
1: Yeah. Um, the uh, I looked it up on eBay to see if you if you should happen to want a copy. There was only one fella selling one right now. German uh he was asking 156 american dollars or best offer so if you're and and the thing is the box looks cool looking because it's got the poster art you mm-hmm. know
0: it'd be something cool to put on your wall it'd be nice like
1: i like i mentioned this in the last show i just went to a uh to a uh a horror festival and they had, they reunited the cast of fright night and uh, it was real interesting to hear him talk, uh, you know, tell, tell stories about Roddy McDowell and stuff. So, if you went to something like that, I guess these guys tour around sometimes this stuff. You could always be, it would have been awesome. I wish I'd done this. Now that I'm here, I am. But cool to have him sign the game. Mm-hmm. Something like that would have been fun. But I can't think of any reason to go out and of your way to try to. I'd say this is the worst game gameplay wise. Well, this is I don't know first person pinball and and wrestling. Yeah. It's. Re- We've done a lot of terrible games. We need to do more. It's so more better be- games It's so beautiful. More better. <laughs> uh, it's it's a, it's a beautiful game though. Uh, uh, the uh, it's a, it's a shame that it, they just wasted it. Yeah, this is definitely the best looking, worst playing game. It is. It. it is. it is. Uh, it is. Uh, it's too. It's uh, it's much like wrestling it was a good concept that they dropped the ball. And I'll be honest with you, I would rather have played as a good guys, uh, to be completely honest with yeah. you. Because the, don't get me wrong, the bad guy's an interesting character. This doesn't have the heart of the film. It doesn't have the humor. that you know. mm-hmm. So it did not do well by the film. So, eh. Which is probably why we never heard of it anywhere else and we never saw it go anywhere else after this. Mm-hmm. So, But if you feel like paying $156 to this German fellow, go for it. And I've seen... I looked in the back and uh, as of like say August these were going when I mean, you could find them for you know 25 30 bucks US. So that's probably a more still a, considering this was a $20 title when it was released. Amazingly, of all the games we've read, this one's gone up in price in <laughs> price. Well, technically it has, but $20 in
0: 1989 is not the same as $20 well, now.
1: <laughs> that's a good point,
0: boat. <laughs> now, that all that said, how did you do? I scored 3225 points. <laughs> Did you because, get off Monday? Because I played it one time and I said, "Boy, I
1: just I life's too short." I played it more than any man should. <laughs> and I'll tell you I uh I just sat there with my kid and played it over and over cuz he thought it was funny. Okay. It is funny. It is funny. Um I uh I got to Wednesday. I scored 12,325 points. Congratulations. I was I was proud of myself uh, and, and my efforts there. So, in conclusion, I I ain't for it, I'm against it, as, as they say. Oh, hey, it will run on the OCS, so if you've got an old, old Amiga, you can plop this right <laughs> in and go for it. Um. So, thumbs down from the Amigos
0: on uh, Fright Night. But next week, hopefully our next Halloween-themed adventure Uh, Will be better Uh, Aaron, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're going to do next week
1: (laughs) Well, as our Halloween spooktacular You get that? (laughs) um, I thought it'd be fun to go And pick out the all-time Scary queen Which is Elvira Elvira was a weirdly big deal In the States for the What about... Five years or so, <laughs> and she and her name is synonymous with pretty good stuff. She's mm-hmm. been in a couple really good pinball machines. Yeah, that's true. She's been in an amusing movie, and uh, she had three big uh, Amiga games. And so we're going to do sort of an Elvira spectacular. We're going to do a little mini reviews of the three games, and uh, and maybe a little synopsis of Elvira. Which is speaking, of which There's one more little tidbit about Fright Night, in the sequel there's a vampire woman. That's in it, and original drafts of the script look like they were written for Elvira to take the role. So there would your have tie been in. In, in her heyday, you know, the late eighties. It early would have 90s. been. It would have been in her heyday. I suspect that if she'd read, well, I don't know. I take that back. I was going to say if she'd read the script, she might change your mind. But she saw a lot of bad movies in her time. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> something that tells me the money might have been the. Uh... I'd no, say no your wait when you can't afford Elvira. You, well, I don't know. I don't know what she was asking. She was back probably then. commanded some pretty serious cash. Did you ever heyday. see her film? No. You should. You should watch that. It's been a long time since I watched it, but uh, it was. Uh, hey, Elvira was a good-looking girl. Yeah. <laughs> and she was funny too. So, so we're gonna do an Elvira show next week. What the hell? And uh, we'll uh, throw those out there and see. I'm sure that I, you know, I've always heard those games were well received. Uh, so. And I haven't played them. I played the first one years ago and haven't played any since. So it should be interesting to go back down that road and see what we think. All right. Well, until next time. Adios. Adios.